So I welcome you this morning to um, our public speaking training. This morning we're going to talk about um, the qualities of a good speaker. The qualities of a good speaker. You know, speaking is an art. Public speaking is an art, just as writing is an art. A, a good speaker has a some number of qualities. And these qualities are acquired through diligence, practice, and of course, which is training. Training, practice, diligence. Now, those things which we call qualities, a good speaker needs the following items. Number one, a carrying voice. Carrying voice. I will explain that. Carrying voice. Look at it. A carrying voice. What it means, you need to be heard. The people you are speaking need to hear you. And there's no point for you to speak. There's no point that you're speaking, no one will hear you. Or hear what you're saying. So a carrying voice means to have a voice that can project. Ability to project your voice. Ability to project your voice. Project your voice. That we call carrying voice. A good speaker should have or must have a carrying voice. Okay. Now, number two quality of a good speaker is a confident appearance. A confident appearance. A confident appearance. Very important. Now, if you exude confidence, <laughs> your audience will fall in love with you. They will relax. And they will prepare to enjoy the event with you. Yes. Go ahead. No problem. No problem. No problem. No problem. So we say have a confident appearance. As I said, if you exude um, confidence, you see, you make your audience relax, and then they will be willing already to enjoy your presentation or your show. In fact, a public speaker is, is, is a showman. He's actually a showman. That's why we said, sell yourself before anything. And that's why I also said that um, um, preaching is not public speaking, but it is an aspect of public speaking. Jesus was a public speaker, so to speak. He could project his voice. That was why when he wants to preach, he goes to the mountain. He goes up the mountain or he goes to the seaside because he, he uses the power of echo that can project his voice. Jesus was a scientific. He understood the principles of voice, uh, you know, projection. Now, now. A public speaker must be well-researched. He must have a well-researched subject. 
or topic. That's the thing. You must have a well-researched topic or subject. A well-researched topic or subject. In other words, you must know your subject thoroughly. You must know your subject thoroughly. That is, the issue you're going to talk about, you must know it. And why it's important for you to know is because is that well-researched yeah, research topic, a well-researched topic or subject, either subject or topic, you know? Why this is important that after your presentation, unlike if you're preaching, a well-researched topic or subject, why this is important is, like, is because unlike preaching, after preaching, nobody's going to ask you questions. But when you, if you have made a public presentation, people are likely going to ask you questions. That, yes, so if you don't know your topic, subject very well, there could be questions that can throw you off balance. So that is why it's important for you to know your subject very well. And I will show you how to, um, you know, the, the, the tips to researching any topic. Secrets to researching any topic. The questions you need to know in researching any topic. By the way, you need to get this book. Yes. Book on effective writing. Writing. Man. Yes. I need... saw that book I was, uh, you know, the day that was yes. on the after the program. Yes. I was looking at it. It's, it's 1,000. It's not about books. Yes. Now, so, a good speaker must have a smile. That's it. Must have a, 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 have what? A smile. A smile. It's one of the qualities. You know, we're already talking about the quality of a good speaker. So, all you just say, have a smile. Must have a smile. I didn't say she must be laughing. Must have a smile. A smile will win your audience every time. But we didn't say go and become a laughing jackass. You need to know how to smile at your audience because smile is attractive, it's captivating. It draws people to you. And if you're a speaker, you need the people to draw, you need to draw the people to you. Because you see, you know, we, we say that words are what? powerful and words are spirits <laughs> when you're speaking you are you are transmitting your spirit to the people you don't know you see you're, you're, that is why Jesus said be careful what you hear he said the words I speak to you they are spirit and they are life both in the negative and in the positive when you are invited to come and speak, know that you are communicating your spirit, you're pouring out your spirit. That way, and you must do it with joy, with happiness, and um, with a smile. So, uh, and um, when you do that, you get your audience to soak into what you are communicating to them. Another factor or attribute or quality of a good speaker is ability to appeal to an audience. Just write uh, ability to appeal to an audience. Ability to appear to appeal. Ability to appeal to an audience. To appeal an audience or your audience, whichever one. Your audience or an audience. So. You must appeal to your audience. How do you do that? You appeal to their sensibilities. Inform them. 
and if possible entertain them as well inform them if possible entertain them let them have a good time listening inform them that means give them the information you prepare to give to them and if possible entertain them in the process entertain them in the process another quality is fine use of fine use of language fine use of language fine use of language language is your main tool of communication you must choose the right words that say exactly what you want to say choose the right words that say exactly what you want to say try to use colorful languages colorful yeah you know what my colorful language words that paint pictures words that paint pictures what a beautiful day words that paint pictures lovely pictures or pictures of difficult situations that people can identify with and begin to and um, you know find use of language I said learn to use the right words that say exactly what you want to say yeah so um of course the power of persuasion the power of persuasion the power of persuasion that's another factor the power of persuasion now this is very important if you okay power of persuasion the power of persuasion Now, what what we're saying here, assuming you want to present or refute a point or an argument contrary to your point of view, you need to be persuasive. Let somebody, I give an illustration. I was at um, um, Akwanga last week at uh, 46th annual National Conference of Nigerian Christian Corpus Fellowship. I was a speaker at that event, and um, two of my leaders also were invited, uh, Reverend Paramalam and um, Dr. Obadiah Melafia. He was also there. So I made a statement, and that statement said, I said that God is a politician. Mm. The crowd didn't sync well with them because of their concept of what politics is. Now, Dr. Badam Elafia, later on, took up the microphone and told the, the audience that God is not a politician. And when he said that, he now tried to validate that statement by saying what, um, um, why politics exists. 
he said politics exists because of lack of uh, resources not enough resources therefore human beings are there to make sure that resources are distributed well now i said you told them why politics exist but you didn't tell them what politics is because if i say god is a politician it means you must first understand what politics is and then why politics exists. So now, he refuted my argument, my, my statement that I said God is a politician with a wrong explanation. His explanation is why politics exists. But he did not tell them what politics is. So I now sent him a note so that we didn't have to get into back and forth argument. And I told him, you didn't tell them what politics is. Because until you tell them what politics is, that is the only time you cannot tell them that God is or God is not a politician. If I say God is an architect, we do not say God is not an architect. He is an architect. He is the one that designed the whole world. He said he raised the foundations of the earth. He's up in the waters. It's not architectural, it's not engineering work, it's not architectural work. If I say God is an architect, will you say because I, or God is a doctor? Will you refute that? Because doctors kill people or doctors? No, that's not. So when statements like that are made and you want to refute it, you need to be persuasive. That's what I mean. You need to be what? Persuasive. You need to provide the right kind of argument to counter whatever somebody has to say. Are you getting it? So that's why you need to be persuasive as a public. The power of persuasion must be there. Okay? Then you must have the, the knack for speaking to, to the audience. Speaking, the knack. I will explain this is very important. The knack of speaking to the audience. I will explain this. Take note of the word speaking to, not speaking at. There's a difference between speaking to the audience and speaking at the audience. <laughs> now, the knack for speaking to the audience instead of speaking at the audience. Now, what it means is that when you're speaking, imagine you're speaking to one person. One person in the crowd, you are talking to one person. I'm here to tell you, I'm here to interact with you, not I'm here to interact with all of you. To talk to you today or share with you today some few things I believe will be of help to you, not to all of you. Because you need to address one person. You are to talk to one person. I will explain that in detail when we are talking about how to speak on radio and television. Address one person. I will show you some of the mistakes that people make, especially pastors when they are preaching. So you are preparing to go on air. Yes, some of the mistakes they make when they go on air, they are preaching. You know, those mistakes are there, but they don't know it's a mistake. They don't know it's not right. 
So, and like I said, I'm not blaming them. It's because they don't know. They don't know. So they keep doing it and um, they don't know how it affects their... They don't know how it affects their, their performance. Because the truth of the matter is, in this world, hmm, anything you want to do, go and learn it. And you can learn anything, even how to walk, how to dance, how to smile, how to laugh. You can learn how to laugh. Oh yeah, so the challenge we have here, people don't go and learn the little, little secrets of anything you want to do. Anything you want to do in this life, you can learn how to do it better. But people just see other people doing and they start doing it. So that is why the quality of things we deliver here are not always of high standard. Okay, so now, like I said, I'm not blaming them, but they can do better if they want to do better. So I talked about... Um, yes. Precise timing. Does it come? Timing, precise timing, precise timing. Off it now. Hello. Precise timing. Precise timing. You know what? If you are invited to speak, please keep to the time allotted to you. Now, many people miss this point. Keep to the time allotted to you. I'm explaining this. Keep to the time allotted to you, and then um, keep to the time allotted to you, and that will be fine. So, we talk about precise timing. You see, over time is boring. When you spend too much time, excess of what they've been given to you is boring. If they give you 10 minutes to speak, please, I'm going to tell you the things, you, the questions you need to ask when you are invited to speak. There are questions you need to ask those who are inviting you. Because if you don't ask those questions, it shows that you are not a speaker. If I'm inviting someone to come and speak at my program, there are basic information I need to provide that person. Okay? So, if you are invited, the basic question you need to ask, as mean the people do not ask and provide you those answers, provide those information. So, timing is very important as you're speaking. And again, self-control, that's the next factor. Self-control. Self-control. And what do you mean by that? You, you need to be enthusiastic, but restrain the feelings when you are in the public. Don't become stiff. Be enthusiastic, restrain your feelings, but don't be stiff. That's that's what we mean by self-control. Some things can make you laugh. You don't start laughing as if oh no 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 no. Just laugh, but still 
come back to this. Because you are a public speaker is not a stand-up comedian. Two different things. You're not a stand-up comedian. I can laugh, laugh and roll on the floor because we're entertaining the people. No, you're not that. <laughs> okay? But you don't, have to, you don't have to be stiff. Now, the next important thing is attention-gaining manner. An attention-gaining manner. I will explain that. An attention-gaining attention manner. I'm writing on the board, attention gaining manner. What does that mean? Gaining. What does that mean? Attention gaining manner. You walk confidently from your position. Let's say if you are called up after being introduced, you walk confidently from your seat, from your seat to the stage. Walk confidently. Stand up when your name is announced. And you walk confidently from your position to the stage or to the podium or to the restroom, whatever it is they, they call the, the thing. You know, attention get because you see when your name is called, the way you stand up, people are watching. Every move you make is noted. When you arrive at the podium, you pick the microphone. What you do is every step you make is noted. The people are watching because immediately you stand up, all eyes are on you. I hope you know that. Good. So every move you make from that moment on is on the spotlight. It's on the spotlight. That means you, yes, it's, it's yes, so very important. So, you need to maintain an attention-gaining manner that keeps the people, look, you are confident. It's part of being confident. Immediately your name is announced to be introduced as the speaker, invited speaker or whatever, you walk, stand up immediately. Don't stand up uh, grudging as if you're waste is paining you as if you're tired. Stand up as a strong person and then walk majestically to your podium or to to pulpit or whatever it is that they have at that place. Okay, so then you have a sense of audience reaction. That's what I'm A sense of audience reaction. What does that mean? Now I'm talking about a sense of audience reaction. These are the things that, that a public speaker must have. A sense of audience What does that mean? You must have a sense of audience reaction. What does that mean? It means be sensitive to your audience. Watch their mood. Watch if they are getting tired. See if they are sitting on the seat edge to listen to you. Sit if they are leaning forward. That means if they are leaning forward or sitting seat edge, that means you are making a point that's captivating to them. See if they are sitting laid back. It means what you're saying is not even touching them. So be sensitive to your audience. Watch carefully. 
So if you notice that there are two laybacks, you have to change your tactics or presentation. Either it depends on the audience you are speaking to. And this is where your capacity to use your voice changes. You can make your voice dramatic in your voice. Raise your voice, bring down your voice. That is where that thing I talked to you about the other day. Hey, because you, you need to, yes, you pitch your stuff. You need to constantly engage with the audience because it is for their reason that you're there. If they are not with you, you're wasting your time. You didn't come there to waste your time. You have something to communicate and you must be sure that somebody somewhere is getting it. So you have to look in the audience and find, be sure, be sensitive to your audience, be sensitive. If they are tired, you must know. Sometimes, you can, it's, sometimes it's even better to stop if you are given 20 minutes to speak and you notice that the audience is getting tired, you can quickly, don't even tell them I'm running off quickly, just you can even go straight to, towards the end of your presentation. After all, they don't know what you have. Yeah. You know what you want to present, but make sure you hit the nail and conclude very well. I'm going to talk about that. Very important. So it's, it's key. You must not deliver all that you came with. You must not. Depends on the audience. You, that's why you have to be audience sensitive. Have to be sensitive to your audience. Okay, so you don't have to deliver all if the time does not warrant you. That's the word. Number two, if the audience become fatigued, if the audience has become fatigued, you don't have to deliver all. Just hit the quick take-home points of your presentation and leave them. There'll be another day for you to tell them more. So just, just, just do it. That is why you must know your topic very well. You must know the flow of your presentation. You, you, you can know the ones that are very important, the ones that are important, and the ones that are not very important. So that is why you should know your topic very well. Okay, so the other thing is that um, knowledge of how to adapt. Knowledge of how to adapt. I've actually been talking about that. How to adapt to a particular occasion. Different occasions require different adaptations knowledge of how to adapt to a particular occasion. You have to keep your style, but adapt occasion. You know, knowledge of how to adapt to a particular occasion. You know, you, everyone has his own style. Keep your style, but learn how to adapt your style to fit the audience. Sometimes you may need to leave your, your podium and walk. Sometimes you may need to come down and shake someone's hands. Depends, some, you need to be adapt a style that makes constantly put you a point of engagement with the audience. So you, you have to be flexible. You don't have to rigid. Your audience, if you're speaking to where Mr. President is, you won't um, go down and begin to shake him hands, except you are a, an entertainer those who do that but are you getting it but if you're speaking to young people sometimes you need to leave your podium and come down and interact with them so it is the audience that will determine that help that's why i said be be flexible adapt to um, occasions and situations so that you can constantly maintain high quality engagement with the audience then of course clarity of speech Clarity of speech. 
clarity of speech. Clarity is important when you are speaking so the audience can understand each word you use. Clarity of speech. Pronounce your words clearly. Use the proper diction. Pronounce your words clearly. And this is important because you want the audience to understand you. Pronounce your words correctly with the vowels giving full measure of emphasis. Pronounce, speak clearly, distinctly. If it means slowing down at a point to make sure that the words are clearly um, spoken and um, emphasized, speak clearly. It's your speech. Yeah. Words, clearly. Vowels, you know, um, full measure or full emphasis. Uh-huh. Of course. Vitality in your presentation. Vitality. Be alive. Vitality of presentation. Vitality of presentation. Or in your presentation. Vitality in presentation. Vitality in presentation. Be alive. Don't be don't be speaking as somebody who just waking up from sleep. Okay? Vitality in presentation. Be animated. Project your sincerity. Project your sincerity and your warmth. Let them feel that you're sincere. Let them feel warmness in you. Project yourself. Project be, be you know, be, be alive when you're speaking. And you demonstrate by your gesticulations, by your facial contact, by your eye contact, by your use of your body. Your body speaks. Every part of you is communicating. Because as a public speaker, it's not only your voice that people are listening to. They're watching your face. They're watching your legs. They're watching your hands. Every part of you is part of your speaking engagement. So all of them must synchronize or complement each other deliver effectively. See? All of them. Finally, a genuine desire to communicate. You must have a genuine desire to communicate. A genuine desire to communicate. And what it means that now, if you can inform Teach, persuade, entertain, stimulate, and instruct all at the same time in one speech, then you are a genius. <laughs> You're operating at a genius level. Let me repeat myself. I'm saying that 
if as a speaker you are able to inform your audience teach them something persuade them over your point entertain them in the process and also stimulate them and instruct them all at the same time then you are operating at the level of a genius these are the qualities of a good speaker Thank <laughs> you.